Radio 191 FM podcast. Tuesday through to Friday at 9.05 a.m. on the Radio 1 Breakfast Show, our resident political aficionado, John Moore, drops by to deliver bite-sized politics. From the octagon to the beehive to the White House to the Kremlin, as it happens, here's your political roundup. Morena, John. Kia ora, everyone. And today I'm looking at Facebook's crackdown on hate speech. Facebook is continuing to crack down on extremist content. The social media platform has announced it has taken further steps to limit hate speech and radical content on its site. And this move has been welcomed by New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. Ardern has been pushing for social media platforms and tech companies to eliminate terrorist and extremist material. So what are the arguments for supporting widespread censorship of extremist content? Extremist content on the internet is seen as directly influencing violent terrorist actions and hate crimes in general. For example, the Christchurch mosque terrorist was clearly influenced by white supremacist and fascist content widely available online. And the mosque teacher used the internet himself to promote his radical white supremacist ideology. Cracking down on extremist content is therefore seen as a way of limiting the spread of radical political ideas that encourage violent hate crimes and terrorism. There does seem to be a general consensus that internet censorship of radical content is a good thing, and anyone who opposes such moves are seen as apologists or even supporters of the far right and extreme right. However, there are legitimate liberal and libertarian arguments against political censorship, and these liberal and libertarian arguments can come from the political left and political right. The classical liberal argument against censorship rests on two premises. The first premise is that the clash of ideas allows for rational thinking to eventually trump backward and toxic ways of thinking. That is, the best way to defeat bad ideas is to have them contrasted with good ideas. Or one could say the way to take on hate speech is with more free speech. The second premise is that a regime of censorship allows for the empowerment of certain bodies and individuals who are charged with carrying out the policing of ideas. And the empowering of those charged with censoring so the argument goes, inevitably leads to a crackdown on ideas, on political freedoms and on civil liberties. For example, when governments roll out new censorship laws, such laws are more often not used against groups and individuals not initially targeted by the new laws. And with social media enforcing crackdowns on hate speech, the argument goes that inevitably a range of groups will be targeted, including possibly radical environmentalists, socialists, anarchists, human rights campaigners, etc., and etc. And anyone deemed radical, extreme, or non-mainstream may have their ideas targeted. So those arguing for a further rollout of a crackdown on hate speech by governments, by social media, and by tech companies should perhaps be careful what they wish for. And that's your political roundup for today. Thank you very much for that, John. Have that's yourself okay. uh, a wonderful day, my friend, and we'll talk again in the morning. You too. Right. See you later. That was the Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.